0: Here's one. Okay, thank you so much. Hey guys, salam alaikum. You
1: guys look so awesome, inshallah. What's today? Why is everybody so dressed up? Because it's just about your
0: favorite story of the character. All right, you guys ready? Yes. Maymuda was a curious little girl who often thought about Allah subhanahu of ta'ala. She was thinking about him now as she gazed out into the hazy indigo-colored evening sky, listening to the pitter-patter of raindrops against her windowpane. She thought about all the magnificent things she learned about Allah in her Sunday school. She thought about all the animals he created, big, small, fast, and slow. She thought about the vast number of stars in the sky that looked like
2: sparkling diamonds. You both can sit next to me. She thought
0: about all the different
2: types of trees. You're listening to the voice of Sister Hiba Subh teaching a group of children her new book, How Much Does Allah Love Me? It's my honor, mashallah, as we bring SwissCast back with guests to sit down with Sister Hiba and talk about her book, why she wrote it, MS, and more SwissCast like, love, and share. Assalamu alaykum rahmatullah.
0: Wa alaikum assalam, What
2: What is going on, Sister Hiba? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? MashaAllah, how are the three daughters doing? How's brother Nasser doing? What's going on with the family? People don't know. I know you from, from ninety eight. I know you from ninety eight. <laughs> mm. Yes. So how yes. The, how's the family?
0: Honestly. The family's good. My husband's doing well. My three girls are doing great, each in different schools. So that's a that's a headache and drop-offs and pick-ups. But they're all doing well. Alhamdulillah. How are you? How's your family? I Well, honestly, I've known you. Yes, you were. I wanted all of you guys to know that Sheikh Suhaib Webb, you were the first imam that I ever heard in my teenage years that really got me pumped about islam subhanallah and i just want to say jazakallah khair for that for igniting this passion in me who i mean that made me who i am today
2: oh so, my thank goodness you. gracious stop it
1: stop,
2: it. stop <laughs> it mashallah well besides now feeling officially very old which i have no problem <laughs> because we know that age is commodified in the west Everyone wants to buy being young, but that's awesome. Yeah, we met in 98 and I know your entire family and
0: you do know my entire family. What
2: makes me really awesome is I get you all constantly confused and then I even make up stories like your brother's a (laughs) dentist.
0: Uh, actually, no. He's an ER doctor. That's what I'm
2: saying. I made it up, right? I told you I was like, yeah, yeah. Mohammed is a dentist. You made
0: several stories about my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And it's like such a, such a white Anglo thing to do, You'd just be told. Totally you guys,
0: confused. I need you to know that Sheikh Suhaib Webb is confused. <laughs> he thought my brother was my husband. I was my sister. I co-wrote the book with. Some ghostwriter or something, and that's just who he is. That's why we know him and
2: love him. I appreciate that. Well, I don't know what that redeeming <laughs> quality is, but um, Hayran, whoa <laughs> Hayran, he's just con- confused. That's so true. But you know, it is interesting. My wife, one time we were talking, and she was like, "How many? How many cousins do you have?" I was like, "I got five cousins across the board." Oh. She's yeah, like,
0: no, that's a white thing. Only. <laughs> yeah,
2: thanks. Appreciate that. We own it. And my my wife was like, baby, I got like 81 like first and second cousins.
0: MashaAllah.
2: So, you know, I'm not used to having to remember so many names and faces and careers. And, so you got to forgive me. I come from yeah. a very white nuclear family structure, which is like, <laughs> you know, five cousins across the board. Right. But Alhamdulillah, yeah, yeah. I have been blessed to know your family your brother, your pops your sister
0: my mom who says salam by the way your mom she went to umrah with you
2: yep and she's like yeah she's mashallah mashallah she's a great person but we're here to talk about you and yes this incredible (laughs) book so why don't you give us a little background about who you are and then we're gonna jump into the book because one thing i do know about you 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 you're constantly studying ever since i've known you so why don't you share with us a little bit about who you are where you are and what you're up to
0: okay so i'm hiba as you guys know and i have been here in the u.s i'm actually a refugee from kuwait although i'm palestinian i came here in 1990 been in california ever since um and you know i'm married i've been married for 16 years to such a great guy alhamdulillah i have three daughters 14 12 and 9 and i am i have my bachelor's degree in business management from cal poly pomona university and i'm currently pursuing an islamic studies degree from california islamic university so like she said i'm you know like you said i'm an ongoing student of knowledge i love to learn Wherever I can get it from, whether it's a YouTube uh, lecture or, you know, your Instagram stories, um, anything and anywhere I can kind of grab that knowledge from, I'll take it.
2: MashaAllah. Hey, you know, I memorized the Quran in Kuwait. In what is it? I memorized the Quran in Kuwait. I, I memorized oh, the Quran yeah. K- yeah, in, in, in Masjid Fatima. Yeah. And oh, I, lived, nice. I lived in Rauda. I lived in Salmiya, and I wasn't part of the American military. Whenever you're white, you tell people, I lived in Kuwait, they're like, oh, really? Wh- which military did you serve No with? way. Yeah, I was like, no, I was a Muslim convert trying to learn Arabic. In the mid-90s, Tupac was still alive uh, when I yeah, was Yeah, he Kuwait.
0: was. Some people think he still
2: is. Uh, he might be in Kuwait, but <laughs> 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 Of all places. But that's when I was there. Uh, yes. Uh, Tupac walking around in a dash dash in Salmiya. But That's interesting. Where did you live in Kuwait?
0: Um, uh, Either, you know, I was so young, so Salmiya, I think.
2: Yeah, Salmiya, yeah. There's a lot of bookstores there. Yeah. And then you moved to uh, California, right? And then,
0: yeah, I moved to Southern California.
2: MashaAllah. Straight
0: there from Kuwait. You know, family dispersed all over the globe because of the Gulf War.
2: But
0: Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm grateful we're here.
2: And Palestinian and proud, Alhamdulillah.
0: Palestinian and proud and from where
2: in uh, Palestine are you from
0: my mom and dad are from Lid and Yaffa I've never personally been there although I would love to go someday oh uh, yeah the NYU students just took a trip
2: there yeah NYU students just took a trip to LA oh uh, really uh, not to LA to Palestine they loved it man they loved it of course they saw things that you know they saw the occupation um yeah uncensored uncensored in their face we had a few student uh, one student that was turned away um he's palestinian he's a palestinian activist stopped at the border in jordan and asked Mm. by the israeli um people like can you open up your social media he refused and they sent him back so wow you know the trip started with kind of this you know notion of this big democracy, but then now you're censoring people and you're looking at their social media and like very Orwellian. So may Allah bless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a special place for the Palestinians, alhamdulillah, in all of our Ameen. hearts, mashallah. I mean,
0: make dua for my family. I have family living in Gaza. Mm. So yeah, just keep them in your dua,
2: inshallah. Allahumma al amra. So, I mean, what we want to talk about today is, you know, I would say around. 9 months ago, 10 months ago I noticed this really 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 incredible looking book that was kind of being mm. advertised and it was on Instagram and it wasn't out, it wasn't published yet. And then I recognized yeah, your yeah. name and recognized you and of course confused you for someone else in your family. Um, <laughs> but you know this book is really really mashallah. Tell Thank us about how much does Allah love me? I mean, what what a title! You know what makes this interesting is I was I was with a group of college students, Hiba, and I asked them how many yes. of you feel that Allah loves you, and none of them raised their hands.
0: Subhanallah, um, you know honestly, I'm glad you brought that up. So, a couple of things. If I'm a hundred percent honest with you today, and just like I'm raw, I'm candid, everything. A couple of things that got me writing this book is number one, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis about three and a half years ago. So when someone is hit with such a traumatic event in their lives, they tend to kind of look back and think, hey, what am I doing? What is my purpose in this life? Mm. Um, As I was, you know, I was just processing everything, going through everything, and my heart has always been tied to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's when I decided to pursue an Islamic studies degree, as well as just do something for him to leave something behind as a sadaqah jaria and um, just a legacy for my children that they'll benefit from as Muslims. Mm. So, um, you know, when you hear the doctor saying, hey, you are at risk of going blind or becoming paralyzed or whatnot, I kind of, that was just something that really shook me to my core. And I sat there and I wanted to do something for Allah before he, you know, decides it's time to take my sight or my mobility or cognitive abilities or anything like that, which, you know, الله, God forbid it to happen um so yeah so i was talking to my husband and he said well you love to write and you love islam so let's combine the two and why don't you write a book Mm. and from that that idea went into play alhamdulillah
2: Mm. i mean um the ability the ability to turn the ability to turn what most people would consider like devastating news. I wasn't going to mention it on the podcast. You shared it with me a while back. Uh, May Allah bless you and cure you and help us to find a cure for MS. Um, and, And your ability to kind of recalibrate something which many people may find devastating through the support of your husband is very powerful. Yes. Yes.
0: And he's always been this way. Alhamdulillah, whatever... I've uh, like ever dreamed of doing, he's been my number one fan, he's been my champion, I mean he's been my rock, Alhamdulillah. So in order, to, yeah, and the other thing that actually got me to write this book was in one of my classes, it was class, I was taking Sheikh Mustafa Omar at CIU. Um, he did mention, he said, you know, the second fastest growing religion, or the fastest growing religion is not Islam actually. Contrary to popular belief, it's, um, it's uh, theism. So it is just the belief in a higher being and not necessarily Allah. And so people are leaving religions in droves, whether it's Islam or Christianity or Judaism, what have you, because they don't understand who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And they don't know why Allah does the things that he does. They don't know him. They don't know Allah. Mm. So that kind of broke my heart because I envisioned my children and, you know, my loved one's children, um, you know, what if they leave Islam because of this purpose? Mm. So I just wanted to do something about it. And I was really, I mean, the adrenaline was rushing and I was like, no, 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 I need to do something. And my book, I had already written it called How Much Does Allah Love Me? And it talks about Allah being the most loving. So I said, hey, let's turn this into a series centered around Allah's attributes just to have these little kids get to know who Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is through his beautiful characteristics at such a young age so that they don't you know feel the need to leave the religion when they get older.
2: Hmm. The question is then you're you're given this diagnosis you know people yes. would probably expect you to write how much does Allah hate me? How did yeah, you well, how did you find Allah's love? <clears throat> through being diagnose, diagnosed with MS?
1: Um, so to
0: me, the main thing is, I know that we're put on this earth to be tested, to worship him and to be tested. Mm. And like Allah says, you know, um, do you think that, um, you're, you're more knowledgeable with the ayah, where he asks us, do you think that I won't test you? Do you think that you just say, I believe in, you know, I won't test you in mm. this dunya? So mm. I know that, right? So I could have looked at it both ways. I could have been like, you know, why me, ya Allah? Oh my God, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. Or I could look at it in another way and think, Alhamdulillah, you know what? I have complete and full tawakkul and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the one that knows what's best for me in His infinite knowledge and wisdom. I'm just a mere human being, I'm yeah. His creation. Mm. So, I belong to him. Right. You know? And if he thinks amas is best for me, then amas is best for me. Alhamdulillah. And how can you be angry and think Allah hates you when you know that every day you wake up, you're being purified?
2: SubhanAllah. You know, you know there's and a beautiful it, hadith about that where the Prophet وسلم, yeah. says that <laughs> the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the malaika to record for this sick person all of the deeds that they used to do when they were healthy. Mm. Sorry to cut you off. Just yeah. wanted to kinda put no, okay. it in there.
0: It's okay. Yeah. I, I I actually love hearing, you know, little uh gems in our religion. It makes me feel stronger. It makes me feel that, you know, just my conviction grows in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I I mean I have utter and complete trust in him, alhamdulillah. Wow. He knows what's best for me.
2: Quick question and not to get too far off the topic but I think this is I'm glad you I'm I'm appreciative that you feel you can be honest with me and then with with people that are listening and we ask people to pray for you a lot of muslims reach out to me that have ms um many of them oh, are really? yeah especially on instagram um mm-hmm. diagnosed with ms mm-hmm. um and kind of suffer alone right you know if you said something mm-hmm. very important this idea now of people being um spiritual but not religious theism.
1: Right.
2: Perhaps another cause, right. and that's a different discussion of theism is that institutions and nonprofits are not supporting people. They're not allowing people Absolutely. to find religion in the contours of their life. So you talk to people often, I know as a convert, you get lonely in a mosque. You'll be in a mosque, but you're lonely. Yeah. yeah. Um what advice would you give to those Muslims out there and people in general, not just Muslims, right? MS doesn't care about your faith, your religion, your ethnicity, your, your language, who have been diagnosed yeah. with MS. Um, how did you kind of overcome? Because I think you share with me before to have MS is to be kind of constantly scared. How did you yes. how did you what advice would you give them right now? Someone contacts you and says, I'm I'm a Muslim, I have MS, I'm a faithful person, I'm not Muslim, but I'm faithful, or whatever. And I've just been diagnosed with MS.
0: So I've had quite a few people actually contact me with the same issue. And one friend in particular, which I I had no idea she was suffering from it. Um, I choose to be open about my disease because not for sympathy, not for anything like that, but to educate people and to earn their dua. Um. My advice would be to take it at your own pace, process the way you need to process. You are not alone. It will be okay. And most importantly, to take it day by day. Because multiple sclerosis, the hardest thing about it for me is the unpredictability of it. So, uh, you know, you go, you're go, walking normal, normally one day and you wake up the next and you can't feel your legs and you can't walk. And so that's why a lot of us use walkers or, you know, wheelchairs or canes or whatnot. You um, may wake up one day completely blind and so on and so forth. Don't think about that. (laughs) Don't think about it. When I first was diagnosed, I went on all these, you know, groups on Facebook, um, what have you. And I would read all the comments of MS patients and it would just drive me crazy. So I stopped myself, and I said, you know what? I don't know what's coming in the future. I mean, healthy or not. So only Allah knows. So my job is to take it day by day, live to the best of my ability, and do what I can do, and give myself a break when I feel like I need it, and leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He'll take care of me. So if you're fatigued and fatigue hits like crazy where I have to lie down and that sometimes, I mean, all day, I don't even have the energy to move my hand and grab the remote or anything, you know, um, you are, you need to give yourself a break. That's, that's basically what I would tell them. And, you know, let me know and contact me if you need anything. I'm honestly very open mm. about it just to educate people and help them if I could.
2: So then how therapeutic was writing this book for you because the book is about Allah loving and finding the love of God in the life of a young a young a young child, right? How much of it was yes. was kind of like a, a personal therapeutic exercise?
1: Um
0: so the thing about me if I feel something like I ah. may Allah increase my love for him. When I feel all this love for Islam, for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, I want to get it out there, mm. and I feel like giddy, like very, kind of like a child almost. Like, awesome. oh my God, Allah, I love you so much, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell people how much, and I really want them to feel what I'm feeling. And I feel like children are like sponges, right? They absorb everything. Mm. So through this book, when I was writing about His love for little Maymuna, it was just you know, I felt it too. And it was what, what I felt manifested on the pages of my book. Mm. And I really, really pray that, you know, the kids
2: feel it when they read it. I mean, I've, I've seen them at the conventions, you know, I've seen people, the reactions have been great. Now, tell us about the book.
0: Yes. Okay. So as you said, it's called, How Much Does Allah Love Me? Allah. And it's book one of a series called Maymuna's Musings. And this series is basically about a little girl named Maymuna, She's about eight or nine years old. Um, you know, she's a curious little girl. She sets out to discover who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through his attributes. So each book in the series is going to discuss a different attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to make 99 books. Probably oh, like I, five thought, or so. I thought you were about to drop
2: 99. I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, no, man. No, no, dude. <laughs>
2: Inshallah, more, 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 Inshallah, more than 99, Inshallah.
0: Yeah, Inshallah. So this first book is about Allah being the Al-Wadud, the most loving. And, you know, little Maymuna loves Allah so much, but she wonders how much he loves her. And so she races to her mom and asks her, and her mom takes her on kind of like an imaginary adventure to explain to her how much Allah loves her.
2: mm Masha'Allah. and and where are we gonna go? What where is this adventure gonna take us in the book?
0: Dude, you're gonna go to you're gonna go on picnics. You're gonna go to outer space. You're gonna go to the jungle. You're gonna go like just run around and walk around in the storm. It's it's gonna be awesome. So
2: it's kind of like go
0: in the ocean.
2: يتفكرون في خلق والارض. you know the Quran says they yes. ponder on the creation. Of, so we're gonna be pondering yes. with 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 the mind through the lens of a child. Maymuna. yes. can I yes, just? yes,
0: absolutely. and that.
2: go ahead. go ahead. no, you go ahead. sorry. no, no, go ahead. don't be sorry.
0: well, that's why I called it Maymuna's musings because mm. this little girl is very she contemplates a lot and she reflects a lot, which is something that Allah subhanahu wa taala encourages all of us to do. And so I want little kids to kind of start reflecting on his creation, on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself at such a young age so that they can grow up to keep doing that and, you know, keep that reflection alive, inshallah.
2: And can I just say, maymuna looks like she's ready to conquer the world, man.
0: Isn't she cute? Oh I love God. her. She's like my fourth baby.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have a fourth child now named Maymuna.
0: I do. I do. And you know what? I wanted her to, I wanted to be inclusive in the book and I wanted her to be of a, an interracial family. I love that. So yeah, I made her mom African-American and her dad is Indonesian because I feel like when people think of Muslims, our thoughts are directly, you know, they're directed towards all Muslims being either Arab or you know pakistani indian right and there are a plethora of other identities i mean the the largest population of muslims in the world is what indonesian right mm. so i just wanted to have kids who were in an interracial family feel included and feel like oh hey she looks like me which i've had a couple of girls come to me actually and say oh my god She has my hair. Oh my God. She looks like me. (laughs) And that made me just so happy. Alhamdulillah. I mean, my own family, I'm, I'm Palestinian. I'm married to a half white, half Indian guy. So our kids are all mixed. And Alhamdulillah, that's the beauty of Islam. Mm. We don't concentrate on race. Right. The values, you know.
2: No, I love that. I, 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 I thought that was like, that was so dope. And let's talk about the illustrator and the illustrations because man this is not no like janky suhaib did it in the back alley type you know no this is like this is art like legit that's one of the things that first grabbed my attention you know they say the eye eats before the stomach right um (laughs) yes let's talk about the illustrator and then the illustrations because they are incredible
0: I will tell you, her name is Atina Hassan, and she's actually someone I found at Cal Poly Pomona MSA, Muslim Student Association. Oh, wow. So, yes. So she's still a student there, actually. She's amazing, talented, such a great person to work with. And what I did was I sought out—I was researching illustrators, and they're, I mean, ridiculously expensive— And I'm just starting out. So this girl, I sought her out at the MSA. And I said, hey, if there are any graphic design students or any creative students you have, artists, whatever, direct them my way. Alhamdulillah. She helped me. I helped her. She is everything you see in the book was just every single detail. I would tell her we would get together, go over through each excerpt in the book. And I would just envision everything. And fortunately, I can't, you know, do, do any art whatsoever, ask my kids. But I had all these pictures, and she made it come to life. Subhanallah. She's so talented. And now she has her foot in the door. And um, alhamdulillah, I mean, we're all here for each other, you know. So she's Atina Hassan, student in Cal Poly Pomona, and she did this. She made my my visions come to life.
2: And how do you how do you think Maimouna's musings can benefit parents and children?
0: Um, definitely parents uh, struggle. I myself struggle to explain who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to my children. And so through this, I'm hoping that they can have kind of a guide or an easier time to explain his love and mercy and all his positive attributes to their children. For children, they'll definitely... Benefit them, inshallah. I'm hoping بإذن الله, um, in that they just grow to love him and know him and develop this conviction and become stronger Muslims who will benefit society, and you know it'll it'll help them in their dunya and akhirah in turn, inshallah.
2: Hmm. And you know what? What I love about this book is love. Religiously, yes. theologically, we believe that. Love is a resuscitative emotion. Yeah, um, yeah It has absolutely. the power to heal. And and you know, the Prophet wasallam. there's this beautiful narration when he it, said, yeah. Inna min ibad unas. You know, there are unas and there is a group of people who are the servants mm-hmm. of Allah. Ma hum bil anbiya shuhada. You know, they are not prophets. They were not people who died in the cause of the truth. Um, and in fact, he says that the prophets and the shuhada will be like jealous mm-hmm. of them on yomu yeah. wow. kiyama, because of their relationship with God. And then the sahaba said, "Qalu yani manhum ya Rasulullah? Who 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 are these people? Like tell us who they are." And he said, "People yeah. people who love wow. by the spirit of God." And 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 al Khattabi. He said the Spirit of God is used as a metaphor because just as Allah breathed His Spirit into Adam and gave him life, love goes into hearts and brings life to people. Wow. So SubhanAllah. So one That's, of the things yeah. I saw in your book is the love that her parents have for her. Her father takes her yes. to space. So would you kind of... What, how love was like, this is the first thing you wrote about. This is kind of first thing on your mind. And then throughout the entire book, this young girl is, is you constantly say, she's curious. She's curious and her parents don't shut her down. We, I always run into people whose parents or even their spouses shut down their curiosity. Even students of knowledge whose Mm. teachers, when I was teaching at NYU the first year in my halakha, kids would raise their hands and say, sorry, sorry. I was like, why are you sorry? Like, well, I have a question. I'm like, why are you sorry for being inquisitive? So we (laughs) have tended to craft a community based on authoritarian ethos, which may be an extension of dictatorships, to be honest with you, in many weird ways, where we don't encourage curiosity. But what you do is you meet that with this redemptive, restorative quality of love. Can you kind of talk about that?
0: Alhamdulillah. Yes. So, I mean, ever since we were young, you know, don't ask any questions. Well, why do we need to do that? Don't worry about it. Allah said so, and that's it, you know, Hmm. which is the exact opposite of what Allah teaches us. So Allah wants us to think about things. Allah wants us to reflect. And we make sure when our children ask us things, we don't, we don't say haram, haram, haram in this household. Everything is halal unless proven haram. Yep. And so... We encourage them to ask us, hey, if you have doubts, that's okay. Ask. Ask about hijab. Ask about, you know, why we have to pray five times a day. Now, are we always going to have an answer for you? No, because we, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't give us answers for every single thing. But know this, whatever he prescribed on us to do, He we're doing it for our own benefit. And so Allah doesn't want you to blindly follow everything this is how you know this is how the days of the jahiliya were the days of ignorance they blindly followed their ancestors forefathers religions whether it was idolatry or something worse um i mean nothing is really worse than idolatry but you know what i mean so um yeah we're very apologetic when it comes to asking questions because this is how we were raised because to our parents and their parents before them It was, you know, questions will lead to doubt, and doubt will lead to leaving Islam, for instance. Whereas that's really not the case. So I want children to feel the love that Allah has for them. I want children to feel like they can approach their parents. And in the book, you know, she feels so much love for her family, and her mother tells her about the love that she has for her and then she compares that to Allah's love. And so I want I want kids to ask, hey, how much does Allah love me? Hey, you know, why does Allah do this? Or, you know, who is Allah?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: inshallah, this will help in that encouragement, inshallah. There
2: was a study, I think, it came out of Yaqeen. Yaqeen does great work under uh, Imam Omar yes, yes. um, Suleiman That yeah, yeah. shows yeah, that yeah, I mean, parents that and I'm, I have, I have three. And then, you know, to be a parent and you have three is to always be kind of scared to a certain degree, but we can't allow fear yeah. to be the the main edifice for our strategy. But they said that parents who are like overly strict, um, are acting as kind of muters of their children. That tends to lead to atheism more than anything else. Like that tends to push, mm-hmm. So what you see with Maymuna, and what I love, what you've done in this book, and correct me if I'm wrong, I may be over reading it, is you you've shared like subtly you're saying, hey, these are best practices as a parent. Right. Th- these are ways yes. that you can really. So I love how her parents are like really involved in her life, not involved in a dictatorial sorry. way, but in a participatory way. One time, yes. my oldest. my oh, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. My oldest wanted to go see uh, Justin Bieber <laughs> in concert. This is like seven years ago.
0: Of all people, yeah,
2: she had Bieber. Really, she was a believer. She was—they called them believers. Oh no! Yeah. Called believers, right? So I called uh, Lupe oh. Fiasco, he was a good friend of mine, good brother. Oh
1: yeah, and okay. And I said,
2: hey man, this is your field, right? This is what you do. What advice do you have? And he said, you should go to the concert with her. That yep. was not the answer I wanted, nor the answer I expected, right? Yeah. But then I thought about it, and I said, hey, baby, my daughter, Shifa, Shushu. I said, khalas, I'm going to go with you. And, of course, she was like, eh, okay, great. Yeah. Oh, no, dad,
1: but, no. but then she
2: was, yeah. like, excited, too, that I was going with her because she realized she didn't know anybody in Boston at that time. But then I looked at those yeah. those prices, man, and I became a, a caliber. I became a kaffir of <laughs> Justin Bieber. I was no longer on the Believer Menhaj. And I said to her, man, we cannot afford this kind of excursion. But, I
0: mean, it's Justin Bieber. What yeah. did you expect? Well, he used it's to play like, on the streets yeah. for free. <laughs>
2: And, and then so then we had a, we had another conversation that was I said to her, like, what is it that you like about him? She's like, well, I know you think all his songs are evil and bad and this. And then he has this one song I'm called evil. Pray, which actually is, is it would be like if he was a Nasheed artist would probably win like Nasheed of the Year. Uh, yeah. So she played the song Pray for me. And I was like, that's legit, like a nice song. And she's like, see. And then we talked about some, of course, the negative but the point was what what I yeah. loved about the advice of Lupe, even at a macro and micro, was the micro was I actually sat down and walked through why she thought he was amazing. And then I said to her, yeah. like, what do you think he could do to be better? And she's like, he could be Muslim. I was like, why don't you write a letter to him? So my daughter actually wrote a letter to Justin Bieber
1: to Justin Bieber calling to him, try
0: to convert him yeah
2: calling him to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: only Sheikh Sohaib Webb's daughter would do that no but i don't, I, don't awesome. know. I
2: think Maymuna's parents would do it
0: Maymuna would definitely do that with the help of her mom and dad right i mean her mom took her on this huge adventure in this book so you know that's that's awesome we we got to talk about parenting. I got to get some tips from you.
2: No, I'm a horrible parent, but I I, I got I stole that from Lupe. But but I did I was biting my tongue the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just yeah. this this guy bothers me. Um where can people yeah. get the book cuz the book is incredible.
0: Thank you. Good question. So you can visit www.maymunasmusings.com. Easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um you can go to my Instagram. Uh, DM me. Instagram handle is at mymunasmusings.
2: Same and that's handle with a y. for Facebook. That's with a Y. M A. That's with a Y. Like the month M-A-Y. May.
0: M-A-Y. Yes. M-A-Y-M-U-N-A-H. With an H at the at the end. Um, you can even get it on Amazon. Mm. So, alhamdulillah, the reviews have been great on Amazon. They've been great all around. And I'm... Just, inshallah, they'll stay the same and get better for my next books in the series.
2: up, And that, that takes me to the next question. What's next?
0: What's next? What's next? Let's see. I am actually working on book two. I want to incorporate how to deal with sick parents or a sick parent. Mm. Um, it's a very difficult situation to be in, and it really... It tests not only you but your children Mm. trust me I know so I want to kind of take what I learned throughout my journey and put it in this book and guide kids who are going through some difficult times um, you know through this trial in a way that they can understand and in a way that they don't necessarily resent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you know I mean some of them may think wow, Allah gave my mom or my dad this disease, why would he do that? So I want to kind of guide and navigate their their feelings through this trial. Um, Other books will be about like, you know, I'm going to have Ramadan and Naid addressed in one book, and they're all going to be centered around a different attribute of Allah, subhanahu wa Mm. ta'ala.
2: And these books aren't only for Muslims um they're very user friendly no. for everybody um, yes and they touch yeah like really powerful universals like just now <clears throat> i mean i i lost my mother uh now three four years and i st- oh, I, problem, I went to a, a, a tough place man and i was 45 so years old um she was sick for 10 years so i don't so even well. think that the benefit of that would be restricted to children. I think we're all we're all children, right?
1: Absolutely. We're
2: all children compared yeah. to our parents, so yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's, that's going to benefit a lot of people. So that sounds like an incredible project. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, uh, Sister Hiba. Thank you. Someone who is you is
1: too
2: taking you know MS to the jaw and just giving back so much. I'm sure is an inspiration. To a lot of people. Um, And then the literary output has been just really impactful, especially we need a community that is healing under the pressure of Islamophobia. I mean, just having models for our kids, man, is so important, right?
0: Alhamdulillah. And all, I mean, any Muslim writer out there or anyone out there who's thinking of writing, just do it. And I mean, they're, yeah, there's no such thing as too many Muslim children's books, Islamic children's books. No such thing. So mm. get your word out there. You tell your own story. We need to go out there and tell our own stories. We right. can't have someone else doing it for us.
2: I saw Linda so, Linda Sarsour you know, telling people, just write. Get get yes. someone to edit, but you just write it. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off.
0: Yes, pre-order her book too, mm. and she's. Writing a children's book, also. Oh wow! So she's great, mashallah. But I'm sorry to yeah. cut you off. You
2: were saying um, now you're giving this beautiful advice to future writers, and, and I cut you off, and I apologize.
0: No, that's okay. No problem. Um, yeah. So just do it. Go out there, and please, please, <laughs> get your get your writing edited before you you submit it anywhere. Um, you know, and and my advice also would be look for Muslim publishers. Mm -hmm. Uh, My book was published by ProLance Publishing and mashallah, she's been in business for about 12 years now and she knows her stuff. And so the more Muslim businesses we support, the louder our voices become. Mm -hmm. So get out there, support one another, build one another up, hit me up if you guys need any help with anything. I'm more than happy to help. I don't see anybody as a competitor you know,
2: I just, we're here for one another.
0: Mashallah. So, thank you. JazakAllah khair Baraka for this. Any last so words? Long
1: overdue.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the podcast was in a hiatus for a while because of uh, the baby. Yeah. The baby was born. Yes. And then uh, my baby was born with Coomb Syndrome, which wasn't. Oh, yes. Nothing deadly, but How just is she? stressful. Uh, no, she's good. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I uh, need to read this book to her still. Um but is there any final words or remarks you want to share with people before we let you go?
0: Um, I just wanted to say Jazakallah Khair for having me. It's really been an honor, a true, true honor. You are I've told you before, I have such respect and admiration for you. And just the knowledge that you share with all of us um, has been priceless. So thank you for having me. Thank you for even taking the time to pay attention to this, like, super green, you know, author in my industry. And um, I'm really hoping that everyone out there really likes this book. I would love to hear your responses. It helps when you leave reviews and, you know, tag me in whatever it is that you need to tag me on. And, you know... um, It just, it it was an honor. It was really an honor. And I want to say, may Allah accept all our efforts, inshallah, because that's the only thing that matters.
2: And and encourage encourage local Islamic schools to order, right? Encourage public schools to have this in their library. Um,
0: Request it in your local mm. library. Exactly. Uh, Local library, local bookstores, you know. Hit up whatever bookstore, whatever masjid you belong to and let them know about my book and let's get it out
2: there, inshallah. MashaAllah Baraklaw Fiki. May Allah bless you, reward you. Asik, and it has been an absolute honor to have you on and we look forward to having you back soon, especially when the second inshallah. book drops, inshallah. Mashallah, mashallah. What an episode. Next week, woo, next week we have a special guest. What can only be called as the Swiss Cast Super Bowl Edition, with former Denver Bronco, my brother, my friend Ryan Harris. He's going to be at the Super Bowl, We're going to be talking everything Super Bowl related, as well as some things around Islam and sports, and his advice to up and coming athletes. Check it out next week, Swiss Cast Super Bowl Edition.